You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Friday afternoon. As you all know, the Hong Kong International Young Readers Festival is going virtual, and there are lots of events going on from the third to the thirteenth of June, with local and international authors sharing their work and also sharing their creative process. And as their media partner this year, and actually for, for many years,、uh, we're happy to be bringing you some of these authors so that you can get to know them a little bit better. And this afternoon, we're delighted. To be joined by all the way from Wales, author, performer, opera singer Mark Llewellyn Evans.、Uh, welcome to the program, Mark, and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Good morning.、Uh, well, I'm saying good morning. It's half past six here,、uh, but and it's afternoon with you. Good. Hello, Hong Kong. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, top of the morning to you. It must be so early、uh, for you. You sound bright and, and chirpy, to be honest. Well, it was a shock when the phone went off. I got to be honest. I was in my beauty sleep. There's a lovely photo that you sent me on WhatsApp of you with your little,、uh, little daughter、girl. or son,、yes, little、right. girl, <laughs> and she's fast asleep. And I was in that position just a little while ago. <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't have known the difference. You sound so bright and 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 chirpy. That's great. Now, Mark, you are a famous opera singer. So, how did that journey begin for you? I mean, did you always want to be an opera singer? No, I, I've always loved theatre because my mum、um, always took my brothers and myself to the theatre. She believed that theatre was where imagination and was where creativity started to flow for a child. So we were always taken there, but、um, I, in school, always wanted to be a chef, and I love cooking to this day. But I saw an opera when I was about eighteen. I saw the Marriage of Figaro, and for some reason, it just resonated with me. And、um, the rest is almost history. But I rang、um, the Guildhall School of Music and Drama up in a lunch break from my sixth form、um, block. And I asked the Guildhall if I could have an audition, and it was about a week later that I had an audition for the Guildhall. I couldn't read music; I'd never sung a classical song, so I worked my socks off. My parents were half annoyed and half、uh, very proud. You know, my mum was going, "For goodness' sake, you can't just become an opera singer; you have to、uh, practice for years." But I went to the Guildhall、um, to the audition, got in. And went and studied there for six years. Wow, that's so inspirational. And when when you say you worked really hard, I mean, then this this training had to begin. I mean, how did you sort of,、um, yeah, how did you learn to be an opera singer? So, well, the basic training is 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 six years, and obviously there's different languages. But it's yes, just getting the instrument、um, ready to be able to sing operatic repertoire. And that's that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Is that you have to train it every day and fire it up, and、uh, yeah, there was just something about that music and that、um, the story of opera, which is、uh, what then happened with ABC. But、uh, there was just something about it. And for over twenty five years, I performed at many of the opera houses. Came to the Hong Kong Festival actually to do La Boheme.、Um, 
with the Welsh wow. National Opera. So, uh, yeah, lots of fantastic things happened. And, of course, through all of that, you've also uh, transferred your skills um, to become a, a, an educator as well. And, and you started at the ABC of Opera, which is um, really an initiative uh, that's delivered in schools across the UK, uh, mentored by the Guildhall School of Music and Drama and BBC Cardiff uh, Singer of the World. Um, and so tell us a little bit more about this initiative, ABC of Opera. What is it about and how did you come up with this idea? Well, five years ago, I was asked to, to put a festival together on the island of Sark, which is uh, in the Channel Islands towards France. It was all and good to put an opera gala together for you know, big offers, but I wanted to kind of touch the heart of the children as well. So I started to write a program um, which told the story. It was called the ABC, which is the Academy of Barmy Composers. I wanted to tell the story of the people who had invented opera, where had it come from, who had created it, what was their stories, what was their foibles. So, and we came up with, well, I, I came up with, after researching hours and hours and hours, loads of interesting facts that Beethoven was deaf, Mozart, Mozart was autistic. Uh, it was a group of people that came together to form opera, and opera means to work. It doesn't mean posh. It doesn't mean high singing. It doesn't mean elite. It means to work hard at something. And um, by sticking all this information together, I created um, an education project, yeah. And now we've been into... Uh, 200 schools, which is about 15,500 children in the last three years. And from there, um, we're going to uh, join up with the university for accreditation. We're going back to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama this October to develop a training program where I'm going to train the students from the Guildhall to go out to some of the most um, unachieving schools. And the idea is that the pupil leaving the Guildhall and the, the youngster in school can both learn and both be inspired because 97% of the children that have had an ABC workshop are asking for more. They're asking, can they meet the ABC? Of, can they meet the Academy? Can they meet Mozart? And uh, that's what we're trying to do now. And that's how the books came along. And I'm hoping that in 2022 that we're able to take the books to the stage to create a really exciting stage show as well for the children. That's super exciting. Now, uh, Mark, I also uh, you, you sent me a wonderful clip. I'd like the listeners to also ha have a listen so they get a flavour of what ABC of Opera is about. So I'm just going to play this track.
That's brilliant. It really is such a wonderful way to to use music um, to to engage um, the the children. I wish we had something like that in Hong Kong. I mean, what have some of uh, the, the children been telling you? What are some of the feedbacks that they tell you? Well, a lovely little story. We were working in a, well, this fantastic feedback all around from teacher and pupil, but um, we were in one particular school in Cardiff and um, it was a special needs school. There was an autistic lad there. And at the end of the day, he turned to me and he said, A, B, C. And I said, yes. And the song you just heard is the anthem. So it's it's kind of, it's all about cross-curriculum, educating people without realising they've been educated. So where did it all begin? And we got, it's 1597, the stories and the glories of the opera. Everyone loves to sing. It's the natural, is breathing in the air. Italians took tales of the Greeks. And then we learn about the Greeks. We learn about Italy, shaped like a boot. Pizza, pasta comes from there, all this kind of thing. It's all trick learning in many ways. And he turned to me in his wheelchair um, he said, you've got it wrong. He said, it's not the Academy of Barmy Composers. I said, what do you mean? He said, it's anybody can. And he said, if these composers, I know, I know. And it's become, we sing now in our song. I changed it that day. We say, our friends at the Academy say, anybody can. So it's about health and well-being. It's about all of us individuals. All of us are unique and biased. Um telling our individual story we inspire and we change the world and abc now has just got such wonderful uh, messages and just inspiring so many children and you know over over this lockdown i've been working with a lad who um had an abc workshop his name is jack like the lad in the book and um he's autistic and we've been doing singing lessons um online and it's helped him sleep better there's another lad who came to me with a stutter and we've been doing some breathing and he's his stutter is cured there's just so many wonderful stories that are coming they love the music they think that they say to me the music seems to come from another world it's it seems to make them laugh to cry they say to me it's 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 inspirational it's it's old but it feels as if it speaks and there's just something about as i said the tales and the music that have to be told but i hope what's what's happening with abc instead of us going in and telling the story of one of the big operas and then take them to see one of the big big operas i'm trying to make it in a way that the children are empowered by the story and take control of the story so it becomes theirs um so yeah amazing things i'm very proud of of what's happened and uh, yeah it's so inspirational and it really is you know helps them build their self-confidence as well so something that's so sort of foreign to them that 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 they enjoy so much doing that you know um but there's an excellent point that you raised just now mark and and there is that sort of um unfair perception that you know opera is for the elite that it's it's a bit posh um so how do you go about breaking down that this image that uh the opera seems to have had over the years because i think it's it's it simply is um educating in in a fun way so as i said we started you know Hi, everybody, I've got a great story for you. How, how old do you think my story is? And they'll come up with 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And we get to 500, then we get, is it the dinosaurs? Is it this? 
I said, but it's about singing, but it's, and they've got storytelling. It's all about storytelling, but with a song. And what happened in 5097, it was a collaboration. The, there was a man called Count Giovanni de Bardi, and he brought a group of people together, from entrepreneurs to musicians to actors to Galileo to an astrologer, all sat round together and gave their expert advice on how to create an art form that would contain everything. And what I say is, not everyone around that table could do everything. So some of the children can do maths, some can do spelling, some can do art, but they can't all do everything as individuals. But if they work together, what could they create? And what's remarkable, yes, you, you're going to always have the bright child that survives, but the child in the corner that often feels um, unspecial, if there's such a word, mm -hmm. um suddenly shines and, and, and has purpose within the education system. And that, for me, you know, I was in school dyslexic and told I couldn't do English literature because my reading and writing was too bad. And suddenly, you know, I'm, I'm talking at... yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that did make me smile when that happened. So, yeah, I, I did one of the workshops. You're going to ask about that. And... Uh, there's an Italian gentleman there. He said, you should write to my wife who works at a publishing firm because he said, is there any way that your story of opera that you've retold for these children could be turned into children's books? Yes. Yeah, so um, I did start to uh, write them down. So last year, our first book, which is the Academy of Army Composers Baroque, came out, and then this September... The Academy of Army Composers Classical comes out. And there's two children from a small Welsh village called Pont Ir Gorfenol, which means bridge to the past. And when the children cross the bridge to the past, to the old music hall that's been shut down and boarded up for many, many years, and when they go inside, they find a trunk. And trunk wakes up, and the only place trunk knows to go is back to Florence to 5097 to the land of pizza, pasta, gelato and opera. And when he takes the two children from Wales, Jack and Meghan, back, he says, you're from the land of song and I need to take you to the land of opera. And that's how it starts. They meet Professor Perry, Maestro Monteverdi, Too Hot to Handle, Perfect Purcell, and all the academy bit by bit starts to wake up and the first opera female composer, Francesca Caccini, who's known as Fantastica Francesca, she arrives. And they've all got something to tell the children, to empower the children by. They've all got a little message. And all is fun and games until Oliver Cromwell, Cruel Cromwell, arrives. And Cruel Cromwell tries to close the academy down. And this is all historically true. But Cromwell in the UK stopped everything except opera. Because opera meant work, and still does, the Puritans and Cromwell allowed opera to remain. So that's how book one finishes. And then in book two, Trunk reappears at the National History Museum and he takes the children on their first stop is Salzburg to meet a very windy boy called Mozart, <laughs> Windy Wolfgang. We meet Tortellini Rossini. Rossini was the king of the dining table. We meet Billius Beethoven, obviously, who was deaf. And Beethoven cuts the, the legs off of the piano at the, ha ha um, the Hamburg 
Habsburg Palace so that he can lie on the piano to feel the resonance because he can't hear it. So there's all these wonderful stories, and I've just put them into a children's book um, with some lovely illustrations and just married them. So each individual character's information is historically true. And then I've just stuck them together. I say just. I've stuck them together to create a, um, a story. And uh, yeah, it's doing it's doing okay, as they say. Mark, this is truly remarkable, and I and I say this because it's true. You know, a lot of the times, children, um, you know, don't have the affinity with, say, for example, opera because they don't come across it very much in their everyday lives. Maybe their parents don't take them to the opera. Maybe they don't get taught it at school. But through your books, um, you know, they, they get to learn a little bit more about the history, and it becomes less sort of there's less distance uh, between them and. And, and classical music, for example, or, or Baroque. Um, so w- what else is the inspiration behind this? So you've got uh, Baroque is the first of the Academy of Barmy composers, and they've got classical music. I can see a whole series coming through with this. Yeah, we could we could do lots of things. So the, the f- initial thing is the four books, uh, classical, uh, Baroque, classical, romantic, and modern. And it's, as I said, two children, Jack and Megan, who... Um, discover trunk and they go to the academy. And from there, in book two, it's so a book one, they meet all the Baroque composers, with book two, classical, uh, and it's the French Revolution in book two, because Mozart proposed to Marie Antoinette and asked her to marry him. But we end up on the French, um, in the French Revolution with the guillotines about to fall on Jack and Meghan. And the Queen of the Night from the Magic Flute arrives, sings her high notes, and the guillotines explode. But Jack and Megan, thank goodness, escape in book two. In book three, what's going to happen in the romantic world? Wagner is brought alive by the Queen of the Night in history. Wagner was banished for nearly 16 years to the underworld. But his opera that he wrote was called The Fairies. So in the underworld, we have the Tooth Fairy and the Sock Fairy and all the other other wonderful uh, things that children have for their imagination when they're younger. And that's where Wagner is. And they go there. The children are summoned by Wagner and they learn more lessons. And how they're saved in book two are the suffragettes. And Grand's because one of the very first late British lady composers was a lady called Edwis, Edwina Smythe, Edna Smythe, sorry. And she wrote an English opera, but she also led the suffragettes. So they come and they rescue the children. And then in book four, in modern, the, the children wake up and the, in book one, obviously the music hall is there and the bulldozers have arrived to knock down the music hall. So they summons the academy and they try to call them, but they say to them, you've learned your lessons, it's now your turn to save the day. So Jack and Megan have to get their village to sing and they have to get their village to be convinced that music should sit at the heart of the village. And they do, they save the day and the, the old academy that was unloved becomes an academy of music where all the children and all the adults sing, dance, and play instruments, and the, um, there's light back on in the village. There's hope and there's love, and it's all about us working together. And I think when you say that um, opera, opera is the vehicle for telling this story because it's all over the world, because it's global, because I can find an opera composer in every country and they've all got a tale. 
that's the reason why opera works so well. Um, but yes, we could have the Academy for me. I'd love to bring it to animation. I'd love to bring it to the stage uh, or to a movie. But the idea, it's a kind of Hogwarts, but for classical music, where these wonderful composers that are historically um, alive in so many ways. They say in their book that Jack asked them, are you all dead? And they said, no, 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 no. If our music is forgotten, we start to decompose. (laughs) But if our music is played and listened to around the world, then our hearts still sing. And I think that's the same with lots of stories and lots of traditions and cultures, that if we keep them alive, which is what we should do, that's our job, then they keep being passed on to the next generation. And that's what what, what I'm trying to do. Absolutely, Mark. Oh, this is so wonderful. And and their music lives on through them. Um, Finally... That's right. The music lives on. Yeah. Finally, uh, you have an event uh, which is uh, on the 3rd of June. I'm sure many of our listeners are really excited. So what can what can be expected on that day? Uh, it'll be a virtual event. And for, for many of our students and uh, children here in Hong Kong, what can they expect uh, from the, your virtual event with the Young Readers Festival? So what we're going to do, I'm going to read book one uh, live and there's going to be some q and but also I'm going to have a live harpsichord player and percussionist. So when I read the book or in the trunk, we're going to have some lovely sounds from other musical instruments and from the keyboard to try and make the book jump and come alive. Yeah, so I'll be reading it and singing it. And June the 3rd is also... Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. It's my birthday as well. So uh, what a, what a wonderful to day to start. What a way to start the day. Oh, well, wishing you a very happy birthday on June the 3rd. We will be uh, tuning in uh, with your event with the Young Readers Festival, Mark. And also, if people want to know more about your work, have you got a website and a Facebook page on social media that they can follow you on as well? Yes, it's on Amazon and there's uh, an audiobook of it. Uh, there's an ebook of it, which I'm very proud of the ebook. That's absolutely glorious. Uh, yes, so Amazon, uh, Grafeg, which is G R A W F E G, is the publisher. You can buy the book through them. It's on Amazon, um, the Academy, the ABC of Opera, and uh, book one is there. And it's got, as I said, some beautiful illustrations by Carl. And uh, yeah. And hopefully, have a little look at that and and enjoy it. Learn and enjoy. We will do. For some of our parents uh, who want to know more about Mark's event, uh, you can go to the Young Readers Festival website, which is youngreadersfestival.org.hk. And, of course, if you want to find out more about the ABC of Opera, you can go to abcofopera.com and uh, check out uh, Mark's books and also follow him on social media as well. Meanwhile, thank you very much indeed for your time. And that's Mark Llewellyn Evans, uh, all the way in Wales, author, former opera singer, educator. Happy birthday to you on the 3rd of June. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Uh, oh, thank you. As we say in my home, Dirk and Val, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dirk van Hout. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>